Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, weekly doses of language learning tips and motivation to help you become fluent in any language. With me, Ollie Richards. Hello. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. Hope all is good in you land here in London. It's been snowing and I was making snow angels and making snowmen yesterday was super fun and I'm going to gloat about it for as long as I can because it only happens here in the UK once every two or three years and um, creates complete havoc. And then a couple of weeks ago, I was watching on um, with envy as Madrid was was under a massive blanket of snow and I was convinced that we weren't going to get that here, but we have. So that's cool. So that was the, that was this weekend. If you're new here, welcome. My name is Ollie Richards and this podcast is all about helping you become fluent in the language that you're learning faster. Uh, I have learned eight languages and I uh, had a great time doing it. And so I like nothing more than answering your language learning questions and helping you on your journey to become fluent or or whatever it is. Sometimes it's not about becoming fluent, is it? It's about living your living your best life. So that's what this is all about. Now today I thought I'd have some fun and respond to some trolls because I, as you, as I mentioned in the last episode, I've been doing more YouTube videos recently. And I've been having lots of fun uh, breaking down people's language learning methods and things like that. And there was one particular video I released a couple of weeks ago uh, about a friend of mine, Ari, who's known on, online as Shalma. And uh, he was on the podcast back in April or May, I think it was. And I made this video where I broke down his method. So I looked at various different uh, videos that he'd recorded where he's talked about his method, interviews, things like that. And I kind of created this whole narrative about the important things that, well, the things that I thought were important about how he learned um, so that you can follow his story and ultimately reflect on your own learning and, um, and, and you know, improve that way. But YouTube being YouTube, and, and <laughs> YouTube tends to skew young and male, and so this is probably why. But there is always a, an inevitable degree of idiocy in the comments. And this ranges from people just leaving it totally inane comments on the extreme end to the, to the, to, uh, idiocy wouldn't be the right word, but very misguided and closed-minded um, comments. And there's a fair few of these. And I've noticed also that whenever I've kind of touched on subjects like Japanese or Chinese, those languages in particular, there's something about these languages that really gets people's back up. People, people find it very difficult to, to deal with uh, different opinions about learning these languages. I'd, I've never known why that is. Maybe it's because these languages are hard to learn. Um, people tend to kind of really adopt them as their own. You know, people often go and live in Japan, live in China, and they really don't like, for some reason, people doing things another way. And of all of the kind of negative um, comments I've ever received on, on YouTube, like 90% of them have always been about Chinese or Japanese or something like that. So it is what it is. I don't know why that why exactly that happens. Uh, but I thought I would dive into some of the comments on this video of uh, of Shalma. And in case you want to find it on YouTube, it's called How This Guy Learned Fluent Chinese in, uh, by the by age 21. And uh, so I'm going to dive into some of these comments and just use it as a way to, my aim here is to, is to get you to just think about how open or closed-minded you tend to be when you hear other people's opinions or other stories about language learning. Because I do think that the questions that we ask determine the results that we get. And if you kind of go into this, as so many people seem to do with this 
confrontational attitude of okay he's he said this and so he's obviously lying just how unhelpful that is and how you can get so much further if you're kind of willing to be open-minded around that so i'm going to read you some comments and just kind of react to to some of to some of them uh so first one uh, again i'm going to assume that this is all these are all kind of fake names because like youtube tends to do that to people um so edma said said i speak chinese and i can tell you that he isn't fully fluent to be fully fluent, you need at least five years. So let's not get into a conversation about what it means to be fully fluent and how long that takes. Um, I think we can we can agree, I'm sure, that to be fully to be native level in a language takes probably five to ten years, at least, if it's even possible. But that you don't need to be native level to be fully fluent. You can be fully fluent in the sense that you can live your life, talk about anything you need to talk about, and make friends, and with no particular difficulty or strain on the person that you're talking to. That's how I like to define uh, fully fluent. It doesn't mean you're perfect. And so this is uh, this comment to me just represents a kind of dogma that it, I couldn't do it that fast, therefore no one else can and he must be lying. If you ever find yourself thinking about stuff like this, just pause. Like, just Try to catch yourself doing it and, and just ask yourself, well, what if he did do that? What if he's right? Next comment from a languages, obviously his real name. Um, so, uh, but, 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 well, actually, this isn't an interesting one. Basically, um, the gist of this comment is it. He, he ends the comment saying it's obviously BS, but there are people who actually believe it. Again, why? So, this is the idea that someone is just flat out lying. Now, I think there are people on 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 YouTube who who kind of make claims that are just, that, that are BS. And, but you can see through that so clearly, there's a guy who, <laughs> I'm going to do a breakdown on the, of this on my, um, my YouTube channel in the next few weeks, a guy uh, who made a very popular video called I learned Italian in seven days. And so just with a title like that, it's like, you just can't take it seriously. Um, but the thing about, um, Chalma is that he's not claiming that he was f fully fluent in Italian in Chinese in a year. And he also is very open about his, his shortcomings. And you can see that in the video I made. So I really find it difficult to understand why people jump from seeing someone open and openly and, and in a detailed way discussing their experiences. And they jump from that to, well, it's obviously BS, but there are some people who actually believe it. Um, this is a very close-minded person who needs to really look needs to needs to be be more open to things that might not be so obvious at, at first all right then um and then uh, another comment here says the issue with this guy is that he's exaggerated and distorted the time involved his story has changed over the years he's not exactly the most straightforward or honest guy out there so there you go kind of similar thing it's almost as well it's, it's obviously complete ad hominem which is not very helpful because the whole point of these videos is not to like idolize one guy, but it's to look at the the methods that one one guy used to to learn Chinese and to and to, to to again, like I said, to provoke you into thinking about your own your own learning, right? And so, why take this tone that it's exaggerated, distorted, uh, it's dishonest? Where does that get you? Because 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 Ari is clearly not like that. And he's 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 totally open and transparent. He, like, he's documented his entire um, like Chinese life on on YouTube, and that's kind of clear to see. And there's really no need for 
for, for claims of any kind because it's all there to be seen. I mean, he would not say that he's native. Like he even says quite openly that he's not that great at, at reading, but it, it, it doesn't matter because what he what he is doing, at least in, in the in the segments of the, the video that I made, and it, there may be stuff I haven't seen, I don't know, but what he's doing is, is very openly reflecting on how he's learned and he has nothing to prove. You know, the guy's got millions of subscribers on YouTube. He's Chinese. He's there for you to see on a kind of daily basis. He has nothing to prove. So, again, what, what's behind this vitriol is kind of difficult for me to for me to for me to say. All right, next comment. This is this is funny because uh, it's not really trolling, but it's just a, it's just totally misguided. Which is from Natalia. Natalia said his wife is Chinese, so he constantly practices Chinese with her. This is such a fallacy, which I've I've talked about so many times, uh, which is the idea that if you are in a relationship with someone who speaks your target language, well, that's why you're fluent. But it's so clearly not the case because as anyone who's been in a situation like that will tell you, yes, there are there are situations, there are couples out there who um, will only speak in one language, the target language of generally the, the person who's trying to... So for example, um, for, let's say, for example, if I were married to a Japanese girl and so we only ever spoke Japanese, like that is... That, that happens, obviously. But it, if anything, it is more common that it, the opposite is more common um, in the sense that, so it, in my example, I married a Japanese girl, but we end up speaking English all the time because her English is better than my Japanese and et cetera, et cetera. This is not the case, by the way, but just using it as an illustration. Because so often in a relationship, you see, it, people get into relationships thinking that it's about the language, but ultimately, you know, ultimately it is like you know, day-to-day life ends up... Um, taking over. And that's the thing that becomes more, much more important than learning the language. And so this assumption that because he's married to a Chinese girl, that he therefore constantly practices with her and therefore he is fluent. The, the implication being that it was easy for him and it didn't take any effort whatsoever. It's such a, it's such a dangerous and, and, and wrong assumption. And um, because even if you even if that were the case, let's say he, because he is married to a Chinese girl and they do speak Chinese half the time, that is true. But even, but despite that, the idea that therefore you become highly fluent is wrong because when you are with someone, you tend to kind of talk about the similar things all the time, which means you could get, you could get quite good at conversational language, but to get to higher levels on a whole variety of different topics, that takes just as much study and dedication. Anyway, moving on. Uh, this is another, um, this is, Oh, again, this isn't trolling, but again, this is just, I think, a a great example of closed-mindedness. So this, uh, this comment's from Peter. It took me three years to get to HSK5. I doubt it's humanly possible to, to learn Chinese um, as fast as he did. Um, not to mention learning is one thing. Then you need at least 2,000 hours of conversations to practice tones. After five years, I still consider myself a B2 at most. And he goes on. So again, this is the idea that because this is what happened to me, therefore anyone who did it differently or or faster must be lying. The language here, again, it took me this time to get to this level. It is not humanly possible. You need. I, you often see these these two words going together. You need when you need to. You must. He says. He says you need at least two thousand hours of conversations to practice tones. Who said? And what happens there? You're you're magically, uh, you have magically perfect tones after two thousand hours. Are you not able to communicate to any degree with two hundred hours? And he goes on. I, after five years, I still consider myself a B two at most. Well, 
good for you. I mean, that's great to be at B2 level, but that doesn't mean that other people did it the same. People have different scenarios. I don't know what this guy, how this guy learned, but if like Ari, you had one year of full immersion in Beijing, then, you know, you, you that's a fantastic situation to be in. It, it's, it's, it's lucky, it's privileged, it's all these things, but it doesn't make, it doesn't mean that he is dishonest or, or that he didn't do what he said he did or any of those things. And right, this is my favorite one. So here we go. I'm going to read. Uh, I'm not going to read all of this because it's a bit trashy. But this is from this is from, <laughs> this is from greatest ever. Um, and I, I just want you to pay attention to the, the the tone of this. So he says, "All right, Xiaomai is speaking like HSK four Chinese, which is impressive and could be called fluent, but barely. Many polyglots like him swear by their immersion methods. Oh, just read books and talk to people and listen to radio, but that only works." If you already have a decent chunk of vocab, comprehensible input is a term for a good reason. Um, you need that foundation of of memorizing vocabulary. You can't just start watching a drama in Chinese and magically understand the words. Um, and then he goes on about bottlenecks and tipping points and says, if you study a language full time for three years while living in the country for two years, you will learn it. No question. No secret method there. All right. So which is it? Is it that you live in the country? Is it that um, they have they they did one thing and then said another? Um, is it that they're again the assumption with this here is that, as he says, many polyglots like him swear by their immersion methods. Oh, just read books and talk to people and listen. And so this comment is basically saying that people that he is lying about how he learned or or willfully misattributing um, how he learned the language. For what purpose exactly? It, it's it's really difficult for me to understand. Because here in this comment, right, there's a very clear gap between you got this person who left the comment who believes that, that a learning through immersion or comprehensible input is not possible um, because the reason is because you need X, Y, Z. And then, so someone comes along and says, yeah, you can learn through immersion and comprehensible input. Therefore, and then so he gets then attacked as being some kind of snake oil, snake oil salesman or something like that. Why the need for such skepticism? Wouldn't you say that it is better to pay attention to what the guy says? Um, and yes, read between the lines if necessary, but try to figure out how you yourself could actually improve how uh, improve your own learning because otherwise, that's to say what? That's to say that you already know all there is to know and there's no scope for improvement. It's really, um, it's a shame because I think being open-minded towards what's possible and being open-minded towards different ways of doing things and open-minded to the fact that other people do, do things differently and also the way that you've done things may not actually be the best way or the ways to improve or that as is the case for me, like something might have worked for you at a certain point in your life, but now at a different point in your life, you need different approaches. You know, things change and the people who remain open-minded always get on best. The, the most successful people I know, in fact, you know, recently I've been talking to a, a, a who I would, a guy who I'd consider a mentor who uh, is very, very accomplished. Like he's, he's accomplished the, the kind of things that I want to accomplish. And when we're speaking, 
the, the most in, the most fascinating thing for me is that he is so curious. And although he's more accomplished than me in many different ways, he's always asking me, so Ollie, how do you do this? And you've done that. So how did that work? How did you discover that? Tell me what you did. He's always inquisitive, asking questions. And it, it's that quality that for me is what leads to success in all different areas of life. So anyway, different episode today, but I think it's important, um, especially for you guys, because as podcast listeners, I know that you are my by far my most, um, you are the connoisseurs among my audience, <laughs> because you have to be to listen to me for five years and also follow me through lots of rambling episodes like this. And so I think you're going to appreciate this. If you enjoyed this episode, let me know. Drop me an email, hit me up on Instagram, or leave me a comment on a on a YouTube video. Let me know. I um I'd love to to know whether this was interesting for you, or if it was just some rambling nonsense. Who knows? Anyway, that's all that's all for now. If you'd like to ask me a question, please go to iwillteachyouanguage.com forward slash ask. That's iwillteachyouanguage.com forward slash ask, and I will see you back in the next episode of the podcast. Take care. You know, on this podcast, we spend a lot of time talking about quite advanced concepts and ideas in language learning. But I also have a series of courses which are for beginners, because actually, more often than not, people come to me and say, look, Ollie, I just want to learn this new language as a complete beginner. I want to learn Spanish or learn Japanese or learn French. You know, what do you have for me? And this is why over the last few years or so, I've been developing out this series of courses, which you know, I, everyone claims their method is the best, right? So all I'm going to say about these courses is that I've created these courses the way that I would like to learn a new language myself if I were starting out from the beginning. So, you know, it's it's my thing. It's my it's what I recommend. That's as much as I can say about them. The special thing about these courses, the unique thing is that you learn through story. So, you know, I don't go in for any of these kind of technology gimmicks and apps and flashing lights and funny noises and things like that. I teach you through story. So right from day one, I get you reading a story in the language. You're reading, you're listening right from the beginning, even when you don't understand very much. And then I come in and teach you through these video lessons. I help you uncover the language from the pages of the story, which is why these, course, these courses are called Uncovered Courses. Spanish Uncovered, Japanese Uncovered, Italian Uncovered. It really is a way to learn the language to a very deep level. You won't get the same instant gratification that you get from Duolingo, but what you will get is a solid foundation and thorough education in the language that is going to give you all the groundwork you need to go on to become fluent in the language. If you'd like to find out more about these, simply head over to IWillTeachYouALanguage.com and look for the courses option in the menu bar. That's IWillTeachYouALanguage.com and click on courses in the menu bar. That will show you all the different uh, beginner courses that we have uh, in all the various different languages. Once again, that is IWillTeachYouALanguage.com and click on courses in the menu bar.